Hi, Sally. Hey, Tyler. Hi, everybody out there listening. Welcome to Year Ago Today, our podcast. Wahoo! Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't think I've ever said wahoo before <laughs> on the podcast. I think I've said it in real life. Oh, man. So this is going to be interesting because I'm a little sick, and I don't think we've recorded a podcast when one of us has been sick before, have we? I don't think so. Okay, well, apologies in advance if I sound a little um, snuffly. It's because I am. You don't need to apologize for that. I know. I just, like, ah. Listeners, you get sick, right? That happens. <laughs> oh, and you go on with your life. You record your things, even even though you sound stuffy and sniffly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but good. I'll try to mute myself whenever I'm not talking so that I can sniffle <laughs> in silence. Sniffle in silence. Sally, what's the best thing that has happened to you since we last recorded? I guess in this last week. Oh, this is a good question. I feel like I've just been living normal life. So I don't really know what my answer is. I was thinking a lot about it before we started recording. Um, I guess it was like very simply yesterday I, I worked a lot, but Justin worked also because he was working from home. And that's not this is only the second time that we've ever both worked from home. Well, I mean, I work from home all the time, but for him to be here. And so it was kind of fun because, like, I mean, most of the day we were apart. But when we were together, we were, like, it felt good to, like, be in each other's space. At least for me. That was my experience. Also, he was watching Luke Cage all day. And so I, like, watched parts of it. And that was kind of fun. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I would not have watched it otherwise. It's so funny that you brought this up because I've been having an experience lately where, you know... Whenever we record the podcast, it's like, I need quiet. And um, since I've started actually working with clients, doing coaching sessions, I need total privacy and quiet for that. And Matt and I are both home during the days a lot of the time. And But he was working in a summer camp all summer. So it's only as I've started really working with my clients that Matt has started really being home. And it's like, all right, babe, like I need you out of the bedroom and also being quiet from Mm -hmm. like (laughs) three to six and tomorrow from noon to two and then four to six. And then, (laughs) so I've started like putting on the calendar ahead of time, the chunks of time that I need because I don't have an office. So like my desk Mm -hmm. is in our bedroom and I just, ugh. It's really interesting, and it's bringing up a lot for me because I've asked him, I'm like, what do you need from me in order to give me what I need in terms of this time and privacy and space? And I don't think he even knows, and I'm having some internal stuff come up, like guilt around taking up too much space or like inconveniencing him, and it's really interesting because I'm having to kind of sort through that even as I have the other voice in my head that is like it's totally fine for you to ask for that private time because you Mm -hmm. require that for your work and someday you guys will live in a bigger house and you'll have an office and it won't be an issue but this is the reality right now and this is what you require and it's okay I mean you can tell just from the way I'm saying this that this is like the actual self-talk that I'm going through yeah it's interesting I the thing that I keep thinking about, because now I'm, like, living here permanently, and so I've been thinking so much about, like, how to make it good for me, because I, as we'll talk about today, (laughs) today's episode, I really 
with like value having like a desk space and like this is the office space mm-hmm. and this is when I'm in work mode this is where I go and that doesn't really happen here because there's not enough space for that and so that's the thing that's been interesting for me to kind of get grounded in that and see how I would like to set up my work space within this environment so it far less has to do with Justin and maybe even when Justin is here it's easier because then it's just like oh wherever Justin is not (laughs) is where I'm working (laughs) that's where I am yeah so I don't know it's interesting yeah it is interesting I really look forward to a time when my workspace is not in my bedroom because I know that Mm -hmm. energetically that's not the best (laughs) Yeah, for I do sure. a lot of like burning Palo Santo and like smudging. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah, and I keep like lighting. I'm really making great use of all the candles that I've bought over the last several months. Yay, that makes me like, so happy. Pretty much all almost done. That's great. <sighs> oh, what's the best thing that happened to you? I was like, let's <sighs> go. Yeah, we really got off on a tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> what's the best thing that's happened to me? I had something. What was it? oh I know what I was gonna say um I was gonna say that yesterday I babysat my niece Chloe I mean technically she's my boyfriend's niece but you know Mm -hmm. I just call her my niece I feel like she I consider her my niece and she is like 14 and a half months so she's getting more and more fun every time I see her she like knows new words every time I see her including (laughs) she started to just call me Ty or like Ta I don't even know but it's like she knows that she's speaking of me or like it's so (laughs) cute and um, that makes me really happy and also she's just getting so much of a personality so it's really fun to spend time with her and then also Usually while I'm there, she takes two short naps, kind of like one in the morning and one in the later afternoon. But yesterday, she took one three-and-a-half-hour nap, and I was just, like, sitting in the park, and part of me was like, oh, I wish I brought my laptop so I could be working right now, and the other part of me was like, I'm so freaking glad that I don't have any of my work with me, and I sat on a bench in the park and read a novel for three hours amazing ah and i started reading the signature of all things by liz gilbert and i'm obsessed with it sally yay there's so much beauty in the writing and it just like ah i don't know why it's taking me so long this book came out like three years ago i don't know what i've been doing with my life but i'm reading it now yay yay (laughs) so that's the best thing that happened to me was my day with chloe and also three hours to do nothing but rest and read reading is the best i'm three books ahead on my goodreads reading goal for the year and i like have never felt better i'm like flying high (laughs) for like the smallest thing when it like went up to three i was like this is great this is where i need to be in life (laughs) ahead that's how i feel about the podcast right now yeah totally oh i love it Mm -hmm. that's great (sighs) all right so should we like get started Let's do that. Let's record a podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, so our guest on the podcast today is Sally. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we had a Sally episode. That's true. I uh, also was noticing on the calendar that almost all of my episodes have to do with home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think that's no mistake. Yeah, it's not. 
Okay, so before we talk about what we're talking about, I'm going to invite you, Sally, to close your eyes and take a really deep grounding breath and go back to a year ago today and tell us in one word, when you're ready, how you were feeling. I was feeling magical and really excited. Mm. That's the secondary word. Yeah, I think magical would imply really excited. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, so a year ago today, Sally moved into what was at that point her first home in quite a long time, and it was a home that she secured <laughs> against all the odds. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> So, I don't know. Where do you want to start? I feel like the the thing that I remember most vividly about this experience was just, like, how impossible it seemed that you would be approved as a tenant for this particular home. Yeah. Yes. That is a big part of it. So, we can start with, like, me finding the home. Well... Why don't you set up, like, so we did an episode however long ago, when was that, about Sally moving to L.A.? Several months ago. And tell us a little bit, like, so several months ago, and then this is just now about you finding a home. So where were you living in those several months? What was that like? Set up for us, like, why we're having another episode about home for you since the last episode, I think, or two episodes ago, was about home. So between moving to L.A. and finding my home, I was first staying with my sister. I met Justin while I was staying with her. I then lived in a sublet of a home, a room in a home in Glendale for a little over a month, I believe, in the summer. I went to New York for like three weeks. (laughs) And then after getting back from New York, so when I left for New York, I moved out of the Glendale home and just moved my stuff to Justin's place at the time because I was only going to be there for like a few days. And in the meantime, I was still like looking for apartments. So I was actively searching for places to live throughout all of this. But then I still hadn't found one when I came back from New York. And Justin was just kind of like, well, you can stay here for as long as you need to. So I was staying with him in his old place while I was apartment hunting. And... Yeah, that's where I was. So I was kind of like hopping around, (laughs) doing my usual nomadic thing. (laughs) So to say, this is such a trend for you. Yeah, this is like not anything new, really. It was just in a new location with new people. (laughs) But yeah, I was really desiring a permanent space, something that felt really good, something that was, I was going to say affordable, even though I did not end up going with the affordable option, but I was looking for something that was like affordable and good and like, would suffice for at least several months, but preferably for at least a year. But I also didn't want to sign a lease. Why? Because to me, in order to sign a lease, I would need to do a, have a credit check. <laughs> so I was like actively seeking at first places that were sublets because I did not think that I would pass a credit check to live anywhere. And also because I didn't have like a, a physical job. So, like, technically, I was a freelancer or whatever. 
So I just didn't want to deal with like all of that, like having to list my employer because I didn't have one. Basically, you're like, there's no way anybody in their right mind is going to give me a lease. (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, let me just look for some sublets and see what happens. So because of that, I was like flexible. I was okay with being in one place for only a few months, but preferably like a longer few months, not like two months, preferably like six months to a year. So that's what I was looking for. And then I, while looking for places, I found this really magical place. I still remember I Ubered there or lifted, you know, whatever, either, whichever one. It was really far from Justin's old place. So I was like in the lift. It was kind of late-ish. Wait, I want to say before you go any further that like you guys, during this period of apartment hunting, I was getting texts from Sally. Let's see, I was on a road trip and... But she was texting me all the time, and she'd be like, okay, like, I'm going to check out this apartment. <laughs> and she'd be like, I'm, I'm walking there, and this neighborhood's a little sketchy. So <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, if you don't hear back from me in, like, an hour, like, something might be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the kind of apartment hunting Sally was doing where, where she was really looking everywhere and looking in parts of the city that didn't necessarily feel so safe. And I was just like, okay, well, I'll just keep my phone in my hand like <laughs> text me if you need me to call 911 or something I'd like what can I do I don't know but that's yeah. like where we were at well, I like because... that I'm really t- like making this experience about like you and me as a unit I'm like this was our shared experience even <laughs> well, though I was. wasn't with you <laughs> it was though because like I've stayed with you before during my times of nomadic living and well and we like share all of the things so it did feel that way and like I would let you know what I had seen and let you know what I had found and like what I'd heard back and all that stuff so funny because I'm like thinking about it now and I'm like the fact that you ever needed to send me a text message like that just means that those places were all automatic no's like why did you even (laughs) go (laughs) it doesn't matter anyway I didn't know this is the other thing is that this is like my first time apartment hunting in a city that is not really that I don't really know like even Paris I knew more when I was apartment hunting there than I did of LA when I was apartment hunting here. Because really, I only knew like what was within walking distance of my sister's place and what was within walking distance of Justin's place by th- right. that point. So it I wasn't did. until you got to the neighborhoods that you were like, oh, maybe not the right neighborhood for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no context for any of it. Okay, so anyway, you're in an Uber and or a Lyft on the yes. way to this place. I'm in a Lyft and it's probably Lyft because I don't really use Uber. I'm on a Lyft to this place and I like pull up and this house is nothing like any of the other things on this block. So at first I thought I was at the wrong place because I was like, this is looks like a palace. Like I don't understand. This can't be it. But it was. So I like walk up, all the lights are on and I'm like, this is amazing. Like I'm already obsessed with this house. I went on a tour of the house. At the time, it was a sublet because she was leaving her lease. It was a sublet, but, like, it was, like, 99% certain that then they would be staying there. So it would just continue to be a sublet. So whatever. So I was like, okay, great, awesome. It hadn't listed the price, I don't think, in the thing. Or maybe it did. And I was like, whatever, I'll just go to see, like, what it's about because it looks really great. And, like, the pictures did not do it justice. It was... It was a dream. It was super spacious. It had extra rooms. It had two living rooms and a den or like a sunroom and a gorgeous backyard space. And the bedroom itself was huge and it had its own private bathroom. And that was huge. 
uh, I was just like, how, what? Like, of course I want, who doesn't want to live here? Like everyone wants to live here. Anybody who comes will want to live here. Don't you love that when you like go to check something out and you walk in and you're like, oh my God, like the pictures did not do this place justice and whatever the price is, they're not asking enough. That's like what, what (laughs) happened when I found my apartment that I live in now. I walked in and I was like, I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I was like, she, she was like, oh, you know, are you like, are you interested? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, of course, 110%. And then that's when she was like, okay, cool. Well, like the next steps would be like you meeting the roommates and, and then, again having a credit check or something dun, dun, dun. yeah so i was like okay the roommates thing clearly i've got down because people love me but okay fine i like i didn't i guess like my head was just sort of like this is silly i should just end this right now <laughs> like this is not gonna happen <laughs> but i was like all right well act as if so whatever i'm just gonna keep rolling with this and see what happens if nothing else i'm gonna meet some cool people and I like now know that what I really desire is possible because this home is amazing and magical. Anyway, so that happens. I hear back like pretty soon after that and like I passed the first round and so now I get to meet the roommates. I met up with them for coffee. They were both really cool. We had like a really lovely vibe. They were best friends. So it was that was interesting too. From the beginning, it kind of felt like I was an outsider, but it was still fine because they were both really cool. Very soon after that, again, like all of this happened really fast. Very soon after that, they were like, "We pick you to be our roommate." <laughs> like, yay! Now you just need to like we just need to put you in touch with the landlord. And but like they're really cool. Like that's just kind of a formality because what's really important is that we get along and again, like every step of the way, I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm just going to keep going because I really like this place. And so whatever. And like, what's the worst that can happen? Like they say no, which I already think is going to happen. And then I just keep looking for a place, which I was still just looking for a place. And then there was like all of this stuff. Cause like I had sent them the thing and then they hadn't gotten it. And so I was like, okay, this is just becoming annoying now. What thing? Like the credit thing? <laughs> the credit, yeah, like the credit form, whatever. The thing I had to sign to send them. All right, to, like, so it's like that. you know that you're not going to get approved, but yeah. you send them the thing anyway, and then the thing magically doesn't arrive. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what's happening here. Is this just like a test of like proving how much I'm willing to like desire something and picture it in my head as real? Well, yeah, because you really could have been like the fact that it didn't arrive is a sign that I'm supposed to let this go. Like yeah. that would have been a place where you could have been like, oh, this is a sign instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, this is my own resistance showing mm-hmm. up, which is totally. what it was, right? Yeah, 100%. Because then I had to do it again. I had to send it to them again. So once again, I had to go through the whole like panic in my mind and my body of like this isn't going to happen I don't even know why I'm doing this this is not going to happen this is really silly this is a waste of my time I just walked all the way to FedEx (laughs) to make this happen I had forgotten a pen for the second time that I sent it I had forgotten a pen so I had to buy a pen at at FedEx they wouldn't let you borrow a pen I mean probably but they were not very friendly there so I just bought a pen And yeah, so I like sent it off again. They were like, great, we got it this time. Wonderful. I was like, this is fantastic. Great. I mean, fantastic just that they got it. <laughs> fantastic. Now I'm going to be declined. <laughs> exactly. And and then I, I don't remember exactly. I feel like I had to. Oh, so while this was all happening, I kept 
like the the two women were very much like let's just keep moving forward like you're gonna be approved no problem you're like i don't think you understand (laughs) (laughs) so let's just keep coordinating this move and so i kept doing that with the with the one who was moving out and just like okay when is she moving out when can i move in blah 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 like really setting all this up i don't remember where we were going but justin and i were like going on a road trip i forget where or maybe we were just like out (laughs) for a day maybe we were meeting you i don't remember but something was happening where like i was going to be unavailable to move in anyway for a while so i was like okay well this works out perfectly because like the day that you need to move out is like i'm not available before that day anyway so all of this was happening finally at one point we're like getting pretty close to the day that we had established that I was moving in and I had not heard back so I was like hey I just want to make sure that like did everything work out okay with the landlord like is it cool that I'm moving in because I never heard back from them like and so in my head I'm like I didn't hear back from them because I did not I'm not gonna move in and so she was like oh no it everything is great you're we can't wait for you to move in was with the land because then she like connected me to the landlord and then that's what the landlord wrote back and I was like wait what <laughs> do you think that they even ran the credit I check I don't think that they ran the credit check oh my, I like, see this whole time this. when you were texting me about all this I vividly remember because I was you know Matt and I were on our long road trip and I and I kept like reading to him the text messages and just being like oh boy like <laughs> oh man Sally's still moving forward with this like <laughs> You know, and I was in a different place then than I am now. Like, now I would be like, of course she's still moving forward. Like, that's how manifesting works. That's how you make miracles happen, you know, Mm -hmm. is that you believe that they're possible. But but a year ago, I was like, oh, boy. Like, Sally's setting herself up to get really disappointed is how I felt. Yeah. But then I remember you sent me a whole string of text messages in all capital letters. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> and I literally in the car was like reading them out loud to Matt. And I was like, this is a miracle. And he was, I don't, and then I was convinced that he didn't understand the magnitude of the miracle. <laughs> I was like, you don't understand. Like they must have just like gone through all the motions of getting her information to run a credit check and then not run it. Cause if they had run a credit check, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, I don't know my credit score anymore because I stopped checking <laughs> but it's not good people like I under- and I don't please don't send me emails about like financial responsibility I understand <laughs> yeah don't but, we don't need financial advice thank you yeah but thanks I, I really appreciate your concern but anyway it's not good my credit score is not not even a little bit good I would not <laughs> let somebody with my credit score move into my home I'd be like this is weird Um, I mean, maybe if they were, like, awesome and responsible like me (laughs) and a true blessing and miracle, which maybe they felt that. Maybe they were like, this woman is a true miracle and blessing. She, she's, like, deserves to be in this space. Like, let's, let's let her move in. It's, that's totally possible, too, because I really am and they did not want me to move out. But anyway, yeah, so then I, so all of that happens and I'm in and I'm, and that was like a couple of days before I was already planning on moving. And so I was like, oh, I guess this is happening. Like, <laughs> I need to pack my shit <laughs> because I'm moving into the world's most gorgeous and amazing and miraculous house. 
this is great. This is the big, this is the best miracle of my whole life. I'm so excited. I really, truly believed that it was a miracle. And I was, I was just blown away, both at like my ability to create that and to receive that. And just in like that being my actual life, like, oh, wow, I'm going to live here. Yeah. Like, this is real. I remember when you texted me, like, I don't know if it was the day you moved in or a couple days later, and you were, like, telling me, I don't remember exactly what you said, but the essence of it was that you were crying because you were hanging up your clothes on hangers. Yes. I mean, I might cry just thinking about it. I had not had a closet in several years. So I, just, like, the mere, like, it the ability to unpack my clothes, put them in hangers that I had bought <laughs> and put them in a closet. I was like, I I was crying. I was like, this is, I cannot believe that this is happening. I can't believe I finally have a home and that I can like unpack my things and get settled in. And like, if I need, if anything needs to be stored, it's because I don't need it right now. Not because it's taking up space in somebody else's home. I mean, I just, I like couldn't. I just couldn't even handle it. (sighs) (laughs) So, yeah, you were feeling magical a year ago. Yes, totally. And I, and then I was like, oh, crap, now I actually need things. (laughs) I need to, like, purchase a bed (laughs) (laughs) and, like, a mattress. And, like, how, how do I do that? How does that work? This is the first time I ever bought a bed. Mm. Um, because, well, partially because we had ours gifted to us when I was with my former fiance. So I just like showed up one day from work and there was a bed in our apartment and I was like, wonderful, (laughs) let's sleep on it. (laughs) Oh my God. If we were sponsored by Casper, I would plug them so hard right now. (laughs) Well, I did not buy my bed from Casper. That's not even really a thing here. I know, but I was going to say like buying a bed is so weird. Like when I bought my bed, I did the stupid thing where you go to the mattress store and you lay on the bed for five minutes and then you're like, well, I guess this one's good. (laughs) I had, I like knew that I wanted a firm bed. I don't remember why. I feel like somehow I got it in my head that like the type of bed that I wanted, that like my soul wanted, I guess that's just how I did it. I was like, my soul wants this type of bed, even though I had never been on a bed like that. And it was just like this firm, I don't even, now I don't even remember how mattresses work, but it was this like really thin, firm, awesome, eco-friendly, like bed. Um, Isn't it memory foam? I I don't think that it's quite memory foam, but it's like something like that. It's like kind of like memory foam. It's in that world, yeah. Um, And so I just like Googled it then, like once I knew in my head what I what I desired I just like googled it and like found one that was on sale and my mattress cost me like two hundred dollars like I think less I feel like it was on sale for like 197 which is amazing because that bed is comfortable (laughs) and it was a queen bed Mm -hmm. I was like how is this happening so yeah it was like miracle upon miracles just even like getting into the place finding the things that I was finding everything that I pictured in my head that I desired I immediately found almost all of it was on sale. Not quite the deal of the mattress. Like that was, that was really, that was the best one of the bunch. I love that so much when you're like, okay, when you like, I feel like last, like this time last year, I committed to buying a new like duvet cover and I was like, I'm going to buy whatever I want, regardless of how much it costs. Mm -hmm. And then I found the one I wanted and then it was like 
on sale and cheaper than absolutely everything else I'd looked at. And I was yes. like, oh, this is a miracle. Yes, totally. Uh, it's so fun and it makes everything so easy. And it's just like rolling, rolling along the pleasure path. Like that's what it felt like. I'm just like, this is great. <laughs> I just wanted to be like, like Ty from Clueless and be like, rolling with the homies. <laughs> Has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But great also. That's the decongestant talking. <laughs> now I'm going to watch Clueless after this. I'm so what excited. was it like? So you moved in a year ago today. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then what was it like living there? What was it like to have a home after not having one for so long? It was the best and I never wanted to leave. And I didn't really leave that much. <laughs> I Because it was so big, also, I constantly felt like I was living in a new home. Like, I, I, if I wanted to set myself up in one living room for a few days, then I did. And, like, that's where I did all of my work. And that's where I, like, made magic happen. And then if I needed a change of scenery, then I would move into the other living room. And I would work there for a while. And if I wanted to go up to my bedroom and work there, like, that's fine. I could do that because I had a desk and a desk chair. And it was a glorious space. I was constantly smudging just because I was like, this is magic. Let's keep the magic alive. (laughs) And it was just like, it just felt like such a blessing. I remember when I wrote the first, my first rent check and I was like crying because I was like, I, I am writing a rent check. I, I can pay rent. (laughs) And this is such a blessing. Like it was the first time where, you know, like people talk about like, if you're like, spending money like how that's a blessing to you and like you should treat it as a blessing that was the first time that I felt it that I was like oh my god a hundred percent this is such a blessing I am so blessed Mm, and I know that feeling yeah and then I blessed the actual check (laughs) I like smudged it I like said a little prayer over it and I like blessed it for the landlord no Um, wonder they didn't want you to leave (laughs) yeah I was really it, it yeah I was really special to that home like I I now appreciate what I, the energy that I was able to infuse into that home. Well, the Um, home already had really good energy. So for you to come into it was like, yeah, I mean, when I was there, which was only what, like a week, Mm -hmm. I was really like going through some rough stuff. I feel like, yeah. And, um, I feel like the only reason I was able to go through that is because of the high vibration of the place that I was in with you. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and like having you there. And this house had the most incredible bathroom. Like the <laughs> bathtub was so big. It was so big. You could like so big s- spread all the way out. And it didn't have one of those like automatic drainy things that are so annoying. You know, like when you get the bathtub, like, and then you get in it and the water raises and then it automatically starts draining. Mm-hmm. It didn't have that. So you could get it like full all the way up to the lip of the tub, mm-hmm. which was amazing. I love that bathtub. I I took a bath like every day, at least one time (laughs) while I was there. Sometimes like two baths a day. (laughs) Yeah. It was really wonderful. Oh, I loved that. I I just loved that place so much. And it was because it was my own space that I really got to have it feel like me. That was also really wonderful. I, you know, it's, it's very challenging to make a home for yourself in other people's homes and obviously I mean that sounds obvious but I don't know that people who who aren't nomadic really understand the depths of that like you can still make it feel like home and obviously there were things that 
I would take with me all the time so that it did feel like that, like, like my little Frida finger puppet, but it's still, you know, like you're on a bed that you wouldn't like, and you're like with a comforter that's scratchy to you, but like the person who owns it loves it. And like, you know, if only that blanket were softer and vibrant blue instead of like a dull, whatever, like a mustard yellow and scratchy, um, (laughs) Like, all of these things are, like, coming into somebody's living room and being like, that is the most hideous rug I've ever seen in my life. How can you possibly live here? (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for allowing me to live here rent-free. Now, let's buy you a new rug. (laughs) Um, So, that was really wonderful, and I just, like, let myself go to town with, like, really being super conscious around how I was creating my sacred space. Like by that point, I really saw my home as a sacred space and as an extension of my soul. And so to be able to really see that manifest physically was like such a total joy. I, I was just like, so like particular about what I chose and like how I made it, how it made me feel and like you know, I remember I bought a throw pillow. I had seen this throw pillow at Target. It had an owl on it and it was this white pillow and it like the owl was in gold. I love owls and I love gold. I saw this pillow. I was like, this pillow is mine. I remember I was buying like only the essentials with Justin and because we were on whatever. I don't remember. Maybe it was to Berkeley maybe that was the road trip we were on the weekend I was moving in I don't remember but I know that we were like at a Target the weekend that I was moving in and so I was buying like the hangers like and stuff like that like I was really meant to just be buying the essentials because by this point I was like really paying attention to my money because the rent for this place was at least $200 more than I had budgeted for but I saw this pillow and I was like Justin can I buy this pillow which like I wasn't actually asking him for permission, P.S., but I was was just, like, staring at this pillow, like, can I buy this? Like, and he was like, oh, boy, like. He was like, that's not essential. And you were like, yes, it is. It is essential. It's essential to my happiness. (laughs) And I, so I bought it and I was just so happy. And it was on clearance, I believe. Of course. I was just like, oh, all of the, all of the magic. I love this topic because. I I love this topic because I have gotten to a point in my life where I am completely done buying the thing that will work for now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, if I can't oh, yeah. buy the thing that I want in the iteration that I want it, then I will just wait. Like, mm-hmm. I am through spending money on a stopgap measure to get me through until I can afford the thing that I want. Totally. And this came up, this was really interesting because it came up for me and Justin. And it was one of the first times that, like, a gap in like how I live my life and how he lives his life was completely obvious because even with um like the hangers he was like oh why don't you just buy these like plastic hangers because I was looking for a very specific type of hanger I knew what I wanted and he was like why don't you buy these plastic hangers they're right here and like they're cheap like these are the hangers that I have and I was like those hangers are hideous and I hate them (laughs) I hate them there's no way I'm buying these hangers just because they're like however many dollars cheaper I am going to find the hangers (laughs) that I desire and they're going to be great and and then of course like 
when I was like crying, Hank in my clothes. Imagine if they were had been the ugly hangers. Oh, then you would have just no. been annoyed. <laughs> yes. Well, it's so funny. Matt and I had the same like experience when he moved. Well, for anyone, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. Matt was my roommate for a year before we started dating. So we live in a two bedroom apartment. So when he moved officially from his bedroom to my bedroom, we needed to buy like an armoire so that we could fit all of our clothes in one room. And then we, we rent out the second room. And we were, like, at Ikea looking for the armoire. And, of course, he's, like, gravitating towards the cheapest ones. Mm-hmm. And I I was, like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, let's look at the cheapest ones, and I will pay the difference between the cheapest one and the one that I want, personally, mm-hmm. because I have to look at that every day. Yep. And my clothes are probably going to be, I was like, if I buy the one that I want, then I'm the one that gets the armoire. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to pay extra, then it's my closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm so glad because I like the one that we have. and I, It's gorgeous. And I spend, you know, 80% of my time at home in mm-hmm. the room because I also work in the room. So, yeah, I'm just saying I really feel you. Imagine working with your clients and looking at an ugly armoire. Oh my god, I, w- I couldn't do it. This is the thing. I mean, I could, I could, but it would get in the way. Yeah. So one of the things that I've really, something that I've heard and now that I like deeply believe is that toleration energy is like something that we should really pay attention to because it takes up so much more space internally than we realize. So it's like, mm. if there's something in your home that you're tolerating, that you often have more energy tied up in that act of toleration than you know. And that if you make a list of like all of the things that you're tolerating and then start shifting them Mm -hmm. so that you're not tolerating anymore, that it frees up so much energy in your life. And I, I was working with a coach who gave me that exercise to do. And one of the things was like, I was so annoyed that we had a white bath mat and that it wasn't totally white anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the simple solution is like, go buy a new bath mat that's not white mm-hmm. and it sounds simple, but it took me, you know, like six months of being annoyed about the, cause it would be white when you washed it. It just got dirty really fast. Mm-hmm. So it took me like six months of being really, really annoyed about this to go get a new bath mat. And then after that, like every single time I walked into our bathroom, I felt so good. You know, it's like, oh, I love this gray bath mat. Like, it <laughs> makes me so happy. It looks so nice. And mm-hmm. it cost, like, $25. And, you know, what do you just spend the money to fix the thing so that you don't have yeah. to tolerate it anymore? I feel like nine times out of ten, you're like, oh, that was so worth it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. worth the money that I just spent. Totally. Yeah, that's really – oh, gosh. I guess I'm just trying to say that I understand the need to buy that pillow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and even the things, because there were some, like, random things that were in the, that she just, like, hadn't taken with her, so she had just left behind, that there were some things that I threw away, like a bunch of hangers. (laughs) And then there were some things that I kept, but even then I was, like, really conscious of, like, am I keeping this because I'm scared of spending the money to replace this? Or am I keeping this because I feel like this actually will suffice? Like, this actually does feel good to me. Even if it's temporary, like, it still feels good to me. Like, I this could be permanent. And so, like, mm. with, like, the shower curtain or, like, the blackout curtains, I was like, okay, no, this feels good. This, like, works with what I've got going on here. 
I could see myself owning this forever. There's no toleration energy. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the interesting things is that so many of us inherit so many things all the time, whether it's like something that a former roommate left behind or something that we've had since high school that we just have because we've always had it or like something that you get as a gift from someone that's like kind of like a hand-me-down and they're like, do you want this thing? And you're like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. We take it. And then that's where we stop and we don't ever stop to evaluate, do I really want this thing in my life or does this thing not align in my life? And yeah. like doing that kind of evaluation is so important. And, you know, I even do that with gifts that I receive. You know, I any gift that I receive, obviously get so much pleasure from receiving it. And then afterwards, if I decide that the, that the actual physical object is not something I want. I've gotten to a point, and it's taken me a while to get here, but I've gotten to a point where if it's not something that I actually love, I don't keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's that's like, so important. Yeah. I am going through a similar process because I, I don't know which episode I mentioned this, <laughs> but I mentioned that uh, I just doubled my wardrobe because Sasha was moving away and I got a bunch of her clothes. Um, but now that I'm like actually wearing them, like there are a few things that I love even more. And then there are other things that I'm like, I shouldn't be wearing this. I don't, this doesn't make me feel good. Like (laughs) I'm going to get rid of this. And so it's like interesting because part of me really hesitated and was like, but it's so nice. Like (laughs) it's really great. And it looks so good. Yeah, it was free. This is wonderful. And like, it's somehow still emotionally connected to my sister, although she, certainly would not care about me getting rid of it but like in my head I'm like oh she would be so sad if I got rid of this clearly she wouldn't be because she was getting rid of it so um, (laughs) but yeah so I've had to like I've now started a little pile of like things that I am gonna get rid of that I literally just got like a couple of weeks ago Um, I keep doing that with my clothes I've purged my closet like four or five times this summer and it's like I just keep going through and like getting rid of more and more and more stuff Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah I'm with you. Hmm. Well, and that, I have to say, did feel so good about the house that we're talking about you living in because you could feel it as a guest in the house, how aligned everything was. And it was so clear that that you had picked out absolutely everything that was there. There was nothing, well, I mean, in your room, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, not necessarily in the common space, but in your part of the house and it mm-hmm. it felt so good and it felt so intentional and I think that that's the thing that you know if you want to talk on an energetic level it's really cool it's that when you do kind of create your space with intention it's like the people who then come into your space can feel the intention mm-hmm. in your space yeah even if it's only happening on a subconscious level totally I totally agree with that I think that that's part of why um, Justin's home feels so good to like me and to other people, even though it's not our home, because even though I don't, I would not have ever bought half the things that he bought because I don't like it. Um, it's not my personal style, but like, it's so obviously like intentional and full of his expression that it's just like, Oh wow, this is so like beautifully put together. And like, Oh, I love this space. It makes you feel really good. So I, I definitely agree with that. What was your absolute favorite thing about that home? I loved everything. Um, I guess the bathroom. 
It's hard to choose one, I've got to say. <laughs> I was going to say it was the yard, but I barely spent time back there, even though it was really magical. I think it really was the bathroom. It was huge and like just so gorgeous and it felt so good to me. Like if I had to design a bathroom, I probably wouldn't have designed it that way because I wouldn't have known how much I love it that way. But it was so perfect. The Like there was a, a mirror that was wonderful and just the right size and just the right height. There was more than enough storage space. So much storage space in that bathroom. The, the huge tub that we've already discussed at length. And I like the toilet was like not visible from the tub, which I hate seeing toilets. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> like how you're like, I can't relax if I'm looking at a toilet. Exactly. I'm like, I don't want to be seeing the toilet. And, you know, I grew up in New York, so that's that's kind of an unavoidable. <laughs> but here it was like separate kind of. And so I could be in like, if I was like in a certain position in the bathroom, I couldn't even see the toilet even if I wasn't in the tub. So that was really great. It had this little like place where I would sit and like right in front of the mirror and like do my makeup in there. It was a very tiny space. I wouldn't have recommended that all the time. But yeah, it felt like that was fun. It was just so great. That bathroom was really wonderful. I cleaned it all the time. <laughs> I think that that was probably like the space that I kept the most sacred. I just loved it so much. But really, I loved everything about that house. So it's it is tough to pick a favorite, but that 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 one like kind of edges out everything else. I wanted to say that it was the little bench, the like, what's it called? The little window seat thing in my bedroom. But I it's never sat there. It's called a window there. seat. Yeah. <laughs> I never really sat there. I just would put my throw pillows on it and make it look pretty. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah. You needed a cushion, really, is what yeah, you needed. Yeah, and it like, I couldn't ever find one that fit there. Like, the dimensions were kind of weird. Well, if you had stayed, we would have had to have one made. Yes, totally. Well, and so we keep talking about this house in past tense. So how long did you actually end up living there? I lived there for th four months. Ah, that's Three, heartbreaking. Yeah, it was very sad. So what ended up happening was that they, when I moved in, the two women who were already living there had every intention of staying. And that was very clear. But then they both ended up changing their minds because the rent was like really high and they were both younger than me. I, I want to say they were like 23, 24, something thereabouts. I might be totally lying, <laughs> but they were definitely younger than me. So both of them felt like it was just such a stretch for them. And they're both from California. So they could have just like one of them ended up going to live with her mom and the other one had to like help her family somehow. I forget. She had like she was going through something with her family or something like that. And like she had to like help with the business or something. So at first she was just like thinking of leaving. And then the other one was like, well, I think I might leave. And then both of them were like, no, we're going to stay. And then they were both like, no, we're leaving. <laughs> so they like invited me out to dinner to like, we were going to talk about something else. I don't remember, but I knew I was like, I'm going to this dinner and they're going to tell me that they're moving out. And they did. <laughs> and then, so they talked to the landlords and they were both very confident that I would be able to stay and that we could just like replace them. But the landlord was not having any of it. And they were like, no, we'd rather just start a new lease than to have two people leave a lease and have two people replace them and whatever, which is totally understandable. It makes a lot of sense. And so that was that. And so they, it, it went from the two of them moving out and me trying to find replacement or like the three of us 
trying to find replacements for them to all of us had to move out. That ended up shifting. Uh, the landlords were having a tough time finding tenants. And so for a while, then they were like, oh, well, you could like if you could find people and you could apply but like I would still have to apply again and I was like this is annoying and like you've already told me that I need to move out and so now you're telling me that I can stay and by this point I've already energetically moved out of this place so by that point it just didn't feel good anymore and it also felt like a lot of pressure to like find suitable tenants when I didn't know anybody in California also so I was like this is just a lot of pressure and by that point, I had also already started looking for a new place. So it was just like a lot of things that just like all led to the fact that I needed to move out. And it was really sad. I cried a lot. <laughs> I cried like when I found out that night after dinner, I just like cried that night. The next day, I remember I had a Skype call with a friend of mine who lives in Canada. Uh, shout out to Emma. And she was the first one of the first people that I told and I was like bawling. I like could not keep it together. <laughs> I was just so sad. I'm still sad. I loved that house so much and it was such a miracle. And I like, I was so happy to like finally have a home that was mine, that I had picked out, that I had found, that I had been approved for miraculously <laughs> or by oversight. And <laughs> either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> And, like, I just, ugh, I, like, I didn't think that it would end so soon. And, I mean, it ended up working out because then I lost my job, like, two months later. And, and so I was like, okay, well, I wouldn't have been able to afford it after that. Who knows? Whatever. But I just was, like, devastated and really annoyed. <laughs> By that point, I was, like, oh my god, this is going to be great. Like I'm going to live here forever. <laughs> like I'm going to, whenever I get married, this is where we're living. Like I'm just going to oh. kick these chicks out of here. <laughs> I'm going to take this room and turn it into an office, and I'm going to take that room and turn it into a guest room. Like I had like all of these wonderful plans in my head for like years down the line. Okay, well, I'd like to say that that's not off the table. <laughs> yes, I know. But still, it was like... At the time, I, I, like, now I know that. But, like, at the time, I was like, this is terrible. I'm never going to be able to live here again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the grief is still really present for you. Yeah, it totally is. Like, every so often, I just, like, get a wave of, like, oh, my God, remember when I lived in that magical house and when, like, life was a miracle? <laughs> and not that it's not a miracle now, but it was certainly a miracle then. And it just, like, I just... Ugh, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved everything about living there. It was like every day waking up and remembering that I had received a miracle. And like, oh my god, here it is in my super soft like quilt from Target that they're practically giving away. Like, this is the best comforter that has ever existed. That, that turquoise one? Yes. Yeah, it is Ugh. really soft. It's so soft. It's like, how, who knew that something could be so soft? So, yeah, it was, like, everything about it I loved so much. And, yeah, and I was just so sad. And I knew that I would be able to find something better, but I was still like, oh, my God, but it's not going to be this. And I'm going to be, like, sad that it's not this. Oh, there's so much here. Like, if you want to, like, extrapolate about life lessons, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I know I'm going to find something better. I know it's time to move on. 
and yet yeah. I'm so sad that this thing is over. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> oh, boy. I just realized that I have a really big ending coming up, and I haven't even, like, let myself feel into it yet. I'm mm. working, working with a coach of mine and inside of a mastermind that's going to be over by the second week in November, and I'm, I guess, feeling kind of the same way. It's like... Uh, Constantly feeling like being part of a group is part of this specific group is miraculous and and being like I created this miracle I manifested mm -hmm. this in my life and I've somehow had the money to pay for it every month which has been incredible yeah. and and now it's ending and I am actually really 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 sad yeah well so what did you what's the lesson Sally I know that you must have spent <laughs> I know you so I know that you must have spent some time feeling into like what the gift for you inside of this experience was? There were a few that I've thought about. The first one that I knew right away was that I am fully open to receiving and creating really big miracles. Because by up to that point, I had like, I had already attuned into everyday miracles and I'd like, been able to pinpoint almost every day i'm able to pinpoint oh my god what a gorgeous miracle that was but they were usually small things <laughs> and then this was like a huge thing this was like a life-changing thing so that was the first one and another one that was really powerful for me was learning that i'm always taken care of through pleasure so the year before i had had a really tough time in paris and what came from that experience I knew or one of the big things that came from that experience is I'm always taken care of no matter what but I learned it through so much pain and suffering and hardship like you know I've said before that I thought I was gonna die and and so like this was the same lesson but I learned it through such a beautiful and pleasurable experience because I was taken care of. I somehow was able to move in. I found it really rather miraculously also. I, you know, I had all those miracles with all of the things that I was buying for the, for the place. I was able to pay my rent every single month. Like all of these things all felt so good. And every single step of the way, the lesson was I'm always taken care of no matter what. And that really grounded for me that I am so totally able that we are so totally able to learn from pleasure. I was blown away by that. So that was a big one. Also that I can really live the life that I truly desire. Like I, I had envisioned this thing in my head of like, I'm going to live in California and it's going to be wonderful. And, and then it suddenly was, I had a boyfriend, I had a couple of friends, I had a really fantastic home and workspace my business was flowing I was making money everything was like picture perfect and for those months it really I was just like oh my god I had to like pinch myself I mean I didn't actually but <laughs> metaphorically um <laughs> that is how one would describe it so that's what it felt like it felt like oh my gosh is this my life like and it was so quiet there so that was that really like led to 
or like reinforced how I was feeling energetically, like just such a state of peace and calm and like, oh my gosh, what is this miraculous life that I'm living? And when I was moving out, there were a lot of things that I was dealing with at the same time and I was considering joining this mastermind and while I was applying for that mastermind, I really thought to myself like, wow, if I was able to create all of this, even though it only lasted for a short time and I like, I guess outgrew it much more quickly than I thought I would, then imagine what else I can manifest. And so I was really in this space of, even while dealing with the grief, the space of like, wow, like my life can be even bigger and better than this. And it has been interesting since then, because then I feel like I spent a lot of those months in contraction while still knowing that it's like the contraction before the expansion. So it's just been really interesting since then to just keep thinking about the house, what it meant for me, what it represented, what I learned from living there. Also, another one that's just coming to me now, or that I'm just like really recognizing right now, is that even in being kind of like an outsider, because like I said, the two of them were best friends, so they talked all the time, they like constantly knew what was happening in their lives, um, they had mutual friends, so like people would come over and they'd be friends with both of them, and I'd be like instantly like, I have no idea who you are, I have no context for this friendship, I don't know these inside jokes that you guys have, but I still felt so deeply connected to myself and to the house and like the energy of that house that it still like felt good usually there were times when I was still just like this is annoying <laughs> I'm human but mostly most of the time I was like still totally fine with it I was like laughing with them I was all about it I I was much more open with them and like connected to them than I think I had ever been in the past with other people that I've lived with just because I was so connected to myself and grounded in that feeling of home so yeah those are all of all of the things that I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. And I feel like I want to call out and acknowledge the fact that it would be really easy to slip into a feeling of like you're being like punished in some way or like that something is being taken away from you, mm-hmm. you know, by having to move out. And you very specifically use the language that you outgrew that space faster than you expected and Mm -hmm. I just think that that's a really beautiful way to hold it Mm -hmm. yeah because I can see you know when we get into knowing more about how law of attraction works and all that to be like well I manifested this amazing thing and then I lost it so what must that say about what's going on for me on a deeper energetic level Mm -hmm. you know and I think we talked a little bit about that with Tara when we were talking about, you know, getting sick and how you could be like, how did I cause this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that that's a really dangerous way to think. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I just don't believe that life works that way. <laughs> I mean, I probably used to, but I don't anymore. I really feel like if something goes away or shift somehow, it's because you've outgrown it, and now you get to step into something new. Well, it's just like what we were talking about with purging belongings that are no longer in alignment. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, it's like something's no longer in alignment, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing, even if it doesn't feel good. Yeah, totally. And even if you suddenly have almost no clothes, 
(laughs) (laughs) I'm actually like a little bit afraid to get out my fall clothes because I think I did a big purge before I put them away and I'm pretty sure that I got rid of most everything I own. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe now you'll learn to love layering. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. We're going to find out. Or I need to make some money real quick and buy some clothes. Totally. That would be my preference. Yeah, that sounds good. I like it. So, is there anything else that's present for you that you want to share while we're on the subject? I guess just that I really, just going to send some love to the home and to like my experience there it's interesting because now i have a home again but it's like it still feels different because it was initially justin's home and now it's like official that it's my home too but it's still like it is a reality and this is something that we talked about where like i would not have chosen to live here if it had been if we had set out to move in here together yeah and you would not have chosen that couch exactly So, yeah, so it's, it is interesting. It's a very different experience, but it is interesting that it's happening a year later. The cycles in my life are really kind of blowing me away lately. <laughs> Cause it was like two years ago I was in Paris and then a year ago I was finding my home. And now this year I have a new home, all of the home, but yeah, that's, I don't, I don't know that I have anything else to say. <laughs> all right. Well then. <laughs> When you breathe into it and think back to a year ago today, can you share with us when you're ready how you feel about the whole thing in one word? Blessed. And if you could talk to yourself a year ago today from the woman that you are now, what would you say? Oh. Really take it in every single day. Just like luxuriate in it. Allow the time to really drag out and just feel so spacious and expansive. And really, really breathe all of that in. That's another thing too that I don't think we, that was very present for me last year that we haven't really talked about was like, what I had been calling into my life was more expansion and holy crap, did I manifest a house that (laughs) really matched that because it was the most expansive place I've ever lived in. And one of the most expansive feeling homes I've ever been in, even if it's not like the biggest home, but it's still like, it was so expansive there. The energy was so expansive Mm -hmm. and that it was really, that was really part of the miracle. Like, knowing that that was an energy that I was calling into my life and then having it appear in physical form. I really should have known then. (laughs) I should have known at the moment that I like stepped into the house and was like, I've been asking for expansion. This house is pure expansion. This is going (laughs) to (laughs) work. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's true. I feel like you could breathe in that house and I don't just mean you. Like when I was in that house, I felt like I could breathe, Mm -hmm. which is like something I think we should all be trying to manifest in our home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, now I'm going to purge all my things again and move in again. <laughs> yeah. To Justin's yeah. house. That'll be good. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing with us, Sally. 
Yay, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome to come on this show anytime. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this is great. Uh, Final words? Just going to eat ice cream and watch Clueless and Purge all day. That's my new uh, plan for today. That sounds so nice. I might <laughs> oh, do the same thing. drink wine. Oh, wow. You can really... My plans for tonight just got canceled, so maybe I'll purge instead of being social. <laughs> I love it. This is great. All right. Well, if you guys are purging mm-hmm. any of your belongings mm-hmm. or any of your beliefs, well, I don't really care, whatever it is, um, we'd love to hear about it. And you can email us at a year ago podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter. Or on Facebook. I mean, really, you could find us pretty much anywhere under the name A Year Ago Podcast. Yes. We'd love and to hear from you. we have a great website. We'd love to have you check it out. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And yes. you can find me at tylafowler.com. I'm, like, rapidly improving that website. So <laughs> I feel really proud. Um, I have a blog and a mailing list if you want to. I started writing. And by, by that, I mean I've written two things in the last <laughs> seven months, but I plan to write more. So if you'd like to receive that, you can go to my website, tylavalor.com, and sign up for that. And if you want to find Sally, you can go to one of her websites. Yes, you can find me at sallymercedes.com for my writing and music and at immutedexpression.com for my business. And you can also find me at Sally Simply on social media, all of the social media. <laughs> also tyler might tweet again oh i did you know i did get on twitter the other day <laughs> i like looked around a little bit so anybody who's been holding out hope for the months that from months ago <laughs> when we said that tyler should get back on twitter woof, we well, can all you know what, of relief. <laughs> what really was pushing me over the edge is that during the first presidential debate sally was sending me like like links to all of the best tweets and i was like people on tweet on twitter people on twitter are fucking funny and they're great i like to laugh so (laughs) i love that all right well i guess that's it yeah peace out bye